I, I just don't uh, really recognize in a lot of areas of our country that people are really experiencing the breakthrough that I believe that we're experiencing here at Valley. And I'm not saying that we're any better than anybody else, but I would suggest to you that because of the Word of God that we teach and what we prepare and what we have given to you, you have the knowledge of the Word of God that has literally destroyed deception out of your life. So deception is not guiding you. I would like to also say um, regarding Ukraine, uh, I did talk to Pastor Jeff Roper, who is the gentleman who oversees the region. And um, we have quite a few countries that are helping from Poland, Slovakia, Romania, Croatia, all of these nations that are trying to receive all these people out of Ukraine. And whether you realize it or not, there are people that are uh, leaving Russia because of what's happening in Russia. And so we must pray for the church of Ukraine and the church of Russia. And there is a battle, and I I want you to understand something, is that... We might see people that are killed, maimed, hurt, displaced, hungry. It is all about attacking the body of Christ. This is about the body of Christ, the church. We have found we're breaking out of, breaking through this disease that has come against this country for two years, and uh, I want you to understand, it is to separate you and I from each other, to bring a displacement of the church. And we need to recognize everything as it is. It began spiritually. It is a spiritual battle that you and I have been battling that in many cases we've seen it in the physical. We're seeing it with war, rumors of war. We're seeing it with sickness and disease, starvation, murder, deception. And I want to say to you, it is the church that will bring victory in every area. The government has a small place for the history and the future of the United States of America. It is the church that rises up that displaces the demonic realm. And we will understand that in a greater way when we will take a deep breath and we begin to see Scripture as it is. I wrote to you about the story of Magog, which is Russia, And I wrote to you, it is in the foyer, if you have not received that, that you can understand what the Bible says of everything that is going on. And so I would say to you, greater is he that's within me than he that's in the world. Amen? And we need to rise up. We need to allow ourselves to move in these breakthrough promises of God And in in 2022, 
is a year of breakthrough. Breakthrough in 22, we should be saying to us all this year, and the prophetic word that has been given to us the whole decade. The whole decade. And we must understand that greater days are in front of us, not behind us. Stop listening to the news. Stop listening to the lies and the deception of the enemy and begin to walk in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Breakthrough, believe God for your children, your children's children, your uncles, your aunts, your cousins, your nephews, your nieces, that they will know the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. This is the time for the church, and we need to recognize this. And now, what I want uh, you to understand is there's something that's very important that we need to do in recognizing and giving honor uh, that I've been trying to do this for about two and a half months. And uh, I would like for Pastor Ben Lozano to stand, and I would love for Pastor Dan Downey to stand. And um, what I want to do as they stand, I want you to recognize that they have been recognized by our Foursquare organization for 25 years as ordained ministers. And can you give them a great applause? They, I want to tell you, keep standing, guys. Um, These guys behind the scenes have done so much for the kingdom of God. And for these 25 years, even before the 25 years of, of ordination, they, they have walked in kingdom reality and the word of God. God has brought so many thousands of people to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ because of their ministry. And I am thankful for their faithfulness to you as pastors, as faithfulness to the body of Christ, to the kingdom of God, and faithfulness to their spouses. That they are an example of what a marriage is about, loving their their spouses. And um, I want to tell you, I am proud of them, so give them another applause as they're seated. Okay, I've I've been fighting this. I, I... I know it's the Holy Spirit, and, and sometimes he and I have arguments. But I, I want you to know the Holy Spirit's always right, and I'm not. Um, we need to dig deep for Ukraine. This is something I, I really sense in my spirit. Um, I have already, my wife and I have already given largely to this, and we're given again to this. Um, because I believe in our brothers and sisters that are on the front line in this area, in this region. And so give big. If you've given, and, and rightfully so, you did, I want you to really hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. And if God says dig deep and grab every single green thing that's in your pocket, hopefully that's money that's green, but anyways, um, that you would just stick it in another envelope and, and give and write a bigger check. We've been talking about breakthrough, and now we have been talking about fun. And I want to conclude the section on fun by telling you that 
The joy of the Lord is God's door to fun. You cannot have true fun unless you have the joy of the Lord. And we need to understand that the joy of the Lord is not happiness. So we're going to talk about the joy of the Lord going to a new level. But I also want to say to you, because I've had question from other nations and different things as they're listening, is do you believe in counseling and all these things because some of the statements that you've made about counseling? Absolutely. Laughter doeth good like medicine. The People that counsel, see, people can give you poison and say it's medicine and it'll kill you. People can t- give you wrong counsel and it can kill you. But when you go to people, doctors and or we have doctors, we have, uh, I know, psychologists, we have counselors in our church, we believe in that, absolutely, to go to that. But I want to delve into and I want to erase deception in your heart because as you watch the news, they bombard you with the same thing. And I'm just going to say this to you. I'm just going to be really strong today. Is that if you study World War II, I am a studier of World War II. And Goebbels was the man that was in charge of all the communication. He removed all news, anything that had anything opposite of what the Germans wanted to do. Hitler was talked into killing the Jews. It was Goebbels' idea. And he did it for two years, constantly. And everything that was stated out of Germany was a lie and a deception of the Jewish people. And that's why even the the Germans, I'm German in descent. I have German descendants. And I am German. Klaus is my last name. The reality is you need to understand is that it's the communication. And we have been bombarded regarding disease, sickness. We've been bombarded regarding politics. And deception has arisen in the body of Christ. And now what I'm going to do so you can have the most fun in your life I am going to cause an understanding and a revelation of breakthrough that depression will no longer be something that overtakes your life. You're going to hear spiritual, scriptural breakthrough, knowledge of the Word of God that will bring you into an understanding and then you will be on a journey of a recovery and a breakthrough and a miraculous healing of that depression that you've been battling for years. Amen. Some people, maybe online, are not clapping because they don't believe that because deception has overtaken their minds. And I want to say in Jesus' name, from this point until I finish today, that the Holy Spirit will rule and reign in this place 
over the airwaves, and we will see uh, an amazing breakthrough in this area. And the joy of the Lord will now be your strength, and you will have breakthrough and have the greatest fun the rest of your life. Amen? So turn your Bibles to James chapter 1 and Psalm 43. James chapter 1 and Psalm 43. And if we get there, great. If not, okay. I just want you to turn there. <laughs> All of us are looking to have fun. Let me tell you a true story here in Los Angeles. In the year 1998, I want to tell you a story of a young man named Larry. I didn't change his name because he was not innocent. He was guilty of everything I'm going to tell you. Larry grew up around Los Angeles International Airport. He loved airplanes. Each day growing up, he watched the planes land and take off. His dream was to be a pilot one day, so after high school, he joined the Air Force. During the testing, he found his eyesight was not good enough to be a pilot, so he became depressed. After he served in the Air Force, he purchased a house close to the airport, so after work, he could still watch the planes because he loved them so much. One day, he got a great idea, and after you hear the story, I'm going to say, great idea, supposedly. He and a group of friends bought 45, some of you probably remembering the story now, 45 helium weather balloons from an army surplus store. He filled up the balloons and strapped them to a lawn chair, and he dubbed it Inspiration One. They tied it to the ground and made a harness to keep him in as they blew up the balloons. He tied up and attached a cooler <laughs> with a six-pack of Miller Lite, two sandwiches, and a pellet gun. His plan was his friends would cut the cords and he would drift up about 100 feet. He was going to eat his sandwiches, drink his six-pack of beer. But here's a question. How many of you believe to get this idea, I think he drank more beer before that too? So he is strapped in, they cut the cords, and he doesn't drift up 100 feet. He shoots up immediately 1,000 feet, then 5,000 feet, and topped out at 16,000 feet. Now, you know at 19 to 20,000, you can't breathe. So he drifted for 14 hours in the flight path of LAX. Delta and American Airlines pilots began to radio in, hey, there is a guy sitting in a lawn chair eating sandwiches with a beer in his hand. That's how close he was to the planes. By the way, he did set a record for the longest flight at the uh, altitude without oxygen. So he is cold and the beer didn't help, so he grabs his pellet gun. He shoots a couple balloons and then a few others. So he begins to drift down into Long Beach and the ropes of the balloons get tangled 
in the high wires that serve 20,000 homes with electricity. And they all lose power. We got a gentleman here that, that does the, the, the electricity, the power lines and everything in the church. A few, few people here. And uh, you may remember the story. And he's hanging upside down. All the news media arrive. They get him untangled, and bring him down, and then they arrest him. And the press then asked Larry a simple question. Why? Larry said, a man can't just sit around to do nothing. I wanted to have fun. So he ends up winning the Darwin Award that year. The award was for the stupidest human trick of 1998. Here's my point, and then I'm going to share some more a little bit later. I hope you have a better plan for having fun after today. Amen? Larry's plan didn't work out very well, but he did survive. Now, we are searching for fun, but in searching for our fun, we really are looking for happiness. And that's not where you get happiness. You get happiness out of joy. Happiness is not the answer to your problem. Joy is the answer for what every one of us should be looking for. No matter where you're at in your life, where you are emotionally in your life, joy is the key to happiness. So let's talk about this joy and let's find out what Scripture tells us about this joy. First, joy and happiness are not the same. Happiness is dependent upon your circumstances. Circumstances like, is your mother-in-law coming to visit you today? Are your finances in order? Is my marriage perfect? Does everyone at work love me? Do I feel good? Am I getting along with everyone? All of these circumstances and more must line up perfectly for you and I to be happy. So my, follow my thought. Joy is not dependent on your circumstances. Joy is constant. Because our source of joy is always constant. Now stick with that thought. My promise is, it is impossible, or it is possible to have joy no matter what is going on in your life. Even today, if you are walking through the darkest, deepest hurt in your life, it is possible to live with God's perfect joy and still have fun. People don't tell you that. Correct psychologists, psychiatrists, and counselors will tell you that, will bring you to Jesus Christ. James 1, verse 2 and 3 says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. There's a different thought. 
that, that was stated right there. You are tested in your joy. Situations that arise in your life, evil, bad things don't come from God. The Bible tells us that. We've already shown you that in this series. But the reality is, you must understand, we are tested because sometimes we drift in our thinking of what happiness truly is, what it really means to have fulfillment in life. The Bible tells us strictly joy is what brings fulfillment, which produces patience, which produces happiness. Philippians 4.4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Always rejoice in the Lord. Always look towards that joy. Most people or many don't experience joy because they are chasing after a mirage of happiness. You know what a mirage is, all you that watch Bugs Bunny? He's in the desert and he's, water, water. His ears are flopping, water. And all of a sudden he looks up and he sees a pond. He goes, water, when he runs over there and you see him diving and he jumps on sand. It was a mirage. If you don't have joy, happiness will always be a mirage. You will jump in every little pond to find it and you'll never find it. We're chasing something that's not real unless joy produces it. The world says if you want happiness, maybe you need another relationship. So we jump from one person to another. How many of you know that doesn't work? How about money? From one job to another, never happy. From one hobby to another, from one diet to another. I'm going to stop there. You see, because we're thinking once you attain these things, you find out it was all a mirage. I mean, we, we have to begin to see things as they truly are. God created this world. God created the system of the kingdom that overrules the system of the world. I've decided many years ago that the Holy Spirit is a better master of my flesh, or let me say it, my happiness. My happiness. See, the desires of my flesh only lead me to more desires of my flesh. It's never enough. You get that good job. Two years later, people are, God gave me this job. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's worship the Lord. Two years later, I hate my job. I thought God gave it to you. Well, God made a mistake. No, he didn't. It only causes my flesh to increase. It, do, it doesn't cause me to be happy. When I found Jesus, I found the source of all joy. Joy and happiness is not the same. 
So here's the second thing about joy. Joy is the antidote for depression. Larry was depressed when he got in that lawn chair. He was chasing after his dream, his happiness, thinking the air flight would lead to happiness. Matter of fact, sad to say, a few years later, Larry killed himself because of deep depression. I am not going to spend enough time today to detail how to work with depression. But let me give you some thoughts. But the thoughts I'm going to give you comes from Scripture. Depression is not trite or simple. Don't ever walk out of here or shut the TV off and think that pastor doesn't understand. It is not trite and it is not simple. It is a terrible, awful disease. 38 million people in America have been diagnosed with clinical depression. According to the World Health Organization, or WHO, which I don't trust them very well, depression causes more disabilities than any other condition. Depression is a second leading cause of hospitalizations. Most doctors believe there is no cure for depression. But, church family, I believe there is a source for a cure. And that's the joy of the Lord. That's the joy of the Lord. This morning I am trying to give you some hope. Because some of you have lost hope. I've been in ministry 43 years and I've seen people that godly, wonderful, kingdom-thinking people lose hope. They struggle. They lose their job. They lose their money. They lose their marriage. They lose their children because of anxiety and depression and things that are going on. And they have been so inundated with a deception of how God himself created us and God himself with the joy of the Lord can bring a change in your life. And no longer, if you're listening to me and you've contemplated suicide, no longer that is an, even a choice in your life because the joy of the Lord strengthens you to the place when the enemy comes in, you will not listen to his lie. Isaiah 61, verse 1 says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. When we walk in the joy of the Lord, we glorify the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You want to please God, walk in his joy. So according to the scripture, 
You and I were born for worship. I'll say that again. According to that scripture, I was born to worship. My purpose in my life was to worship with all my heart. And when I don't worship, I fall prey to depression and emotional health that goes into a tailspin. Depression and worship cannot coincide together. And the attack of the enemy with depression keeps us from worshiping. Now, I love it when Pastor Ryan brings out that guitar. Brings me back to the 70s. True rock. And I love the sound. And I love the worship that comes out of our team here. And I love what they lead us to. And the emotion that you feel during the worship and all that, that is a 24-7 thing. Having a heart of worship for the Lord, knowing who he is. Some of you asking, well, well, how do I get this joy? What is this joy? Hold on, I'm going to show you a simple way of what it is, what the Bible tells us. We must worship in spite of our circumstances. We need to make a choice. According to Isaiah 61, we are strong and graceful oaks. Other translations will tell you that God himself has planted. God's planted you here. You have reason on this earth. You've been planted here. God planted you. You have a purpose, and it is a purpose that is needed in the kingdom of God. You are so vital and so important in the kingdom of God, in this church, you watching on TV, you are so important, and you need to realize and rise up and become that oak and stand and flourish in the joy of the Lord. Go ahead. Amen. When you become born again, God planted you like a strong, powerful oak. Your roots go way deep that storms cannot upset. Storms cannot do it. Whatever goes on cannot do it. And you need to begin to see that's who you are. This world has an identity crisis. I don't. I know who I, who I am in Christ Jesus. Amen. The deep, dark circumstance cannot uproot you because God planted you. God farmed you. God watches over you. But you can't see the manifestation of that unless you understand joy. You can have joy for mourning. I'm not talking about mourning noon and night. I'm talking about mourning when there are times that life hurts. A garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. The other day, there was a spirit of heaviness that wanted to overwhelm me because I had communication with some of the pastors in Europe. And my heart was broken for what was going on. And, and we look at it and we watch it and we think, you know, now the people saying, well, you know, it's not that bad. Really? I hear people now 
on TV saying, well, you know, it's not really that bad. You know, Putin's not really doing everything he could do. Really? People are dying. People are being displaced. Every woman you would kiss your husband goodbye, go across the border, and your husband would grab a pistol to go fight a tank. And I just, it drives me crazy. But I'm not crazy, I promise you. Spiritually. And we need to rise up and allow the distinction between worship and depression to manifest. Depression is broken through worship. Let me say it again. Depression is broken through worship. If you're taking medicine, keep taking the medicine till the doctor says stop. Depression is broken through worship. The attack of sickness is there. It is evil. It's from the pit of hell. It has nothing to do with who you are. You are a child of God. Psalm 40, verse two and three says, he also brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my steps. He has put a new song in my mouth. Listen to this. He put a new song in my mouth. What song are you singing today? He has put a new song in my mouth. Praise to our God. Many will see it in fear and will trust in the Lord. If you came this morning with a heavy heart, fighting depression, you're in a good place because you came here. Because today is the day that you're gonna see that, that deception that has lied to you. And let me tell you, it's spiritual, it's real. It's real. People that are depressed, it's real. But let me tell you, the joy of the Lord is real. And I want you to experience that joy and make a choice. Watch this, worship a new song. There's an anointing on this church in the fine arts department of giving us a new song. Every single Sunday, there's a new song. There is prophetic worship that is manifesting out of our team. And we need to accept that. We need to run in, be here early, and stay late for worship. When we call for worship times, we need to run and say, don't stop, don't stop. Because it is a key to the joy of the Lord in your life. It is a key of a transition from not having fun to having fun. Are you following me? Are you with me? You are here by a divine appointment. You are listening by a divine appointment because God will give you more hope than you ever had today. God is going to give you a new song to sing. Oh, it's starting to happen. I'm telling you, let your heart listen. Let your spirit listen. It's beginning to happen. Begin to rise up no longer. No longer this depression, this deception of the depression. Again, let me say it again. It's real. It's real. I'm not being trite. But we need to get to a place of realizing there's victory in Jesus.
Here's the new song. Write this down. To declare who God is in your life. Here's the new song. To declare who God is in your life. If you are depressed, tell someone, but don't let depression be your identification. Amen. It's what you're going through. It's what you are suffering with. It is not who you are. You are a child of God. You are a strong and graceful oak. I've wrote this down. You have a new song in your heart. You are redeemed. You are a child of God. You are a full heir of Jesus Christ. You have all the benefits that Jesus has. You have the deposit of the Holy Spirit. You have the word of God that's a sharp two-edged sword at your disposal. You have the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation. You have been sentenced to heaven. That's who you are. That's who you are, and depression is not who you are. That's the new song. When those thoughts arise up in your heart, when you feel lonely, you begin to say, I am not lonely anymore because I know that Jesus will never leave me nor forsake me. And he has a Holy Spirit in me. I am not alone. Out of the new song, worship will explode out of you. Pastor Ryan and Melissa, can you stand there for a second? I want to proclaim to you that from this day forward, there is going to be such an acceptance of the proposal that you've been given this church for years of worship. And today is a new day. We have experienced great things out of your ministry and your team. But today is a new day because this church is going to make a decision to rise up and be everything there to be in worship. And when you, when you say the God, the God that we serve is saying this today, they're going to run up and they're going to say, let's do it because they are worshipers. Amen? Are you worshipers? Amen. So we, we clap, we jump, we do whatever we want to do in our worship. <gasps> Pastor, you're getting weird. Let me just tell you. If you see me dance, you're going to say, oh, don't dance, Pastor. I don't have the rhythm like some of you do. I don't, well, I know where my son got the rhythm. Because all my family would sing and I sing, but would sing and play instruments and all that. I grew up playing instruments. But here's, here's the point that I want to bring you, is we have to grab a hold of what we're talking about. Is we're wanting to have kingdom fun, laughter, have a good time with one another, stop being offended by one another. And just be people that love one another and walk in the kingdom reality. When you come to Valley Community Church, you come to a place that loves you. Why? Because God created you, and we know that. Amen? And that's, that's what it is. I'm accepted in the body of Christ. You are accepted in the body of Christ. The deception of depression says you're not. So-and-so didn't say hi to you today. Who cares? Go say hi to them. Maybe they're suffering with depression and they haven't told anybody. Maybe they're struggling in their life. 
and you're the answer for them because you got the key of defeating depression because now you walk in the joy of the Lord. And because of that joy, you love them in spite of them. I'm spitting now. Sorry. Just call it the anointing. Again, that's the new song. The Holy Spirit will move and invade your life because why? Worship and depression cannot coexist in your life. If you choose joy, depression has to leave. Oh, but pastor, I've been told this will be the rest of my life. I know you've been told that. And you know what? If you look at the disease, yeah. Science will tell you that. But if you look at the Word of God, healing is there. There's always hope. And some of you are going to be tested and or tempted after today. Tempted to go into a dark tunnel by the enemy. But the Lord will test you and say, hey, test me. Come to me. Begin singing to me. Begin talking to me. Begin telling me who I am, God saying this, the Father, who he is to you. And then once you know who he is, guess what? You're created in his image and likeness. Then you can begin saying who you are instead of what the enemy's telling you. Amen. Amen. Here's the third thing about joy. Joy comes from serving people. Proverbs 11.25, the generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. See people sitting there. I won't like this church until 20 people come and say hi to me. Well, I promise you there's not enough time for 20 people to say hi to you. And that ain't going to happen. Some people are full of themselves. Oops, pastor, you're getting a little strong here. It's always about them and not about other people. It's always about what's happening to them. It's always about what's not happening for them. Let me just tell you something. You matter to me. You matter to me. Let me tell you a secret. I should matter to you. Did you know that even in creation, the earth is not the center of the universe? I am not the center of the universe or everyone's universe. And you know what? Everyone doesn't need to be caught up in my orbit. They don't. You don't need to be caught up in my orbit. What you do is you walk in the joy in the Lord and you love me as I love you. And I don't draw you when, you know, this coming Friday, my family will be burying my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, and, and my uncle this Friday at the National Cemetery. 
No one needs to be in my orbit. There are a lot of people that know about it, but I don't get up here and say, woe is me, because I know the future, that one day, my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, my uncle, my mom, we will see the Lord face to face. Amen. That's the hope that we have. Will there be tears? Absolutely. Will there be mourning? Absolutely. But there will be joy in the morning because our identity is not the death of the saints or the death of people or loved ones, not what's going on in people's lives. What it is is my joy and my happiness comes from him. That's where it's at. Deception with our emotions. That's where the enemy gets us in our soul with our emotions. And we, we have read so many books about emotions. I read some books, and I go, oh, yeah, okay, that's what the Bible says. That. Uh-oh, tear the page out. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I throw it away because of deception. If it says something opposite of the Word of God, I don't believe it. So the Bible says if you want to be refreshed and have the Spirit of God in you, give your life away to other people. Give your wife a, life away. I almost said give your wife away. <laughs> hmm. Happiness. No, just kidding. <laughs> Sorry, honey. I know you're watching. <laughs> Hebrews 12.2 says this. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. If Jesus had joy heading to the cross, I want that joy. Let me just say a few more things about this, and I want to pray for every one of you because there's breakthrough that's happening. Man, I love you. Some of you I know have struggled with depression, with emotional health, and it breaks my heart. And it has nothing to do with how smart you are. Some of the smartest, godliest people I know have suffered with depression. One of my mentors had a nervous breakdown. It was a guy that ran, took care of him, you know, uh, did everything. He was like a bodybuilder. That's what he looked like. But he just worked and 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 worked. Never Sabbathed. And he was running one day, and he had to slow down and stop. His heart was just going like that. And he had a nervous breakdown. He didn't know who he was or where he was. And praise the Lord, God knew. God knew what was going to take place because of his decisions. And there was a person from his church that saw him sitting on the curb. I said, Pastor, what's going on? Huh? And they knew right away, so they called 911 and everything. And he learned he wrote a book about emotional health and taking care of yourself 
properly. We've already talked about eating. We've already talked about exercise. And some of you, well, I can't exercise. Well, stand up and just lift your legs up. Just move a little bit. Just do something. But the key is the joy of the Lord. Jesus gives the disciples some final words before he goes to the cross. John 15, as the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. I love the unlovely. I do. Look at verse 12. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love is no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. I am far from perfect, but I will say this to you without making me look good or anything like that. Church family, I laid my life down for you. I've done this for 15 years, plus 15 years for Valley. I'm going on 31 years being part of this body because I absolutely love you. I love who you are. I love your passion for Jesus. I love what God has done in and through you. Some at Valley have hurt me because they're hurting. I get it. I get it. But I want you to understand that I will stand in the joy of the Lord. There's never been a day that I didn't love what I do because I've chosen the joy of the Lord. Been through trials, tribulations, just like you. You know, bottom line, I'll even say this. You know me, I don't, I don't talk a lot about this because that's between me and God and decisions. But I felt the Holy Spirit say, I took a 50% cut in pay to come here from where I was because God said, I want you to go and love the people because they had a shepherd that didn't love them, loved himself. And I came, took a 50% cut in pay. Pastor Nolan, you can know that. Also, uh, normally when you ask a pastor to come, they pay for your moving. Church didn't have the money to pay for my moving. And you have to, you have to recognize, I didn't do that because I want everybody to know what's going on. It's been 15 years since that. But here's the point. I'd do it again tomorrow because I know the joy of the Lord. And knowing the joy of the Lord made me happy, and what makes me happy is that I'm doing the will of the Lord. And the will of the Lord is me to be here until I retire. Well, I, thank you. I didn't say it for that, but... <laughs> but you need, to, you need to recognize that. I'm passionate about you, not because you're perfect. <laughs> Amen. Don't look at me that way. 
And I ain't perfect either. But when we walk in the joy of the Lord, the choice of song, the choice of scripture, who's teaching, you know, the color of the walls, there's a dandelion in the lawn, you know, it doesn't matter. What matters is we have defeated the deception and now we're walking in the joy of the Lord. Amen? So how do you do that? You serve one another. The greatest love is when people lay down their lives for their friends. If you will empty yourself on behalf of other people, you will never have to pray again for the Holy Spirit to fill you with his gifts. The Holy Spirit will overwhelm you with all things. I want to tell you, I am overwhelmed, blessed above measure because I have listened to the Holy Spirit and I walk in the joy of the Lord. Remember last week? Do I get angry sometimes? Uh-huh, but I don't sin. Things tick you off at times? Yeah, but I don't sin. All the, the Holy Spirit is wanting this morning is a few volunteers to give their lives away on behalf of other people. Will you serve one another even greater than you do now? When you look at your neighbor here, will you understand that they are so important? And if you lift them up and bless them, then what will happen is their gift will explode around you and it will be returned with blessing. That's what we do. Here's the fourth, and I gotta be quiet. Joy is a free gift from God. Salvation is a free gift. Healing is a free gift. Joy is a free gift. You don't earn it, you choose it. I'll say it again. You didn't earn your salvation you chose to receive it. You don't earn joy by working overtime and making it, you know, I just got to keep pleasing God and then that way I can have it. No, 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 no. You choose to know who he is because you know who he is. You know who you are. And when the enemy, that dark tunnel comes and says, you're worthless, you're ugly, you're no good, your hairstyle is ugly, your nose, you should change it, whatever that is. Don't look at men that way. We live in that society, don't we? I don't like it. I'm going to change it. I know someone, and every time I see them, their hair color is different. That's cool. I like it. One day, they're going to have a discussion with me, and then I'm going to ask them why. I will. You know why I'm going to ask them why? Because I'm concerned that they don't have happiness because they don't have joy. I just want them to know Jesus. And if you're here and you change your hair color every day, okay, cool, right? Because there are some people now, okay, he's against hair color. I'm not against hair color. Anyways. See, we live that way, hello, 
fun. We're not worried about what people think, what people do, you know, because of the experience of those people. We just go in and know, you know what? I'm going to go to Valley and I'm going to be loved. Well, I haven't felt that yet here. Well, our life doesn't orbit around you. Oops. Are you with me? Okay. So you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit recreate or renovate you today. Let's all stand. I want to pray for you. Ooh. Are you not sensing the Holy Spirit right now? I mean, are you not really just recognizing that truth, and I'm going to say it this way, that truth was just vomited all over you? I want you to remember that. That's why I said it that way. It's all over you. And you know what? That truth will set you free. Some of you here today, you have a heavy heart. You're broken. Some of you today have said things about yourselves, about others, and, and you can't trust. It's, it's no fun. You go, you go to a ball game and you act like you're having fun. Yay! But you go home the same thing. truth that has revealed deceptions. Father, I thank you for all the young people we have in this church growing in the word of the Lord. Gifted, power-packed young people because you're the one that planted them. You're the one that placed that in them. Oh, hallelujah. Deception, deceiver, in Jesus' name, I rebuke you. I rebuke you in Jesus' name. And I proclaim the healing power of God. Lord, the reality in this world because of sin, sickness, disease, depression, bitterness, overwhelms life. Lord, let the truth just set us all free. No longer, ever, will we allow the lie of the enemy to deceive us anymore. And we will worship you in spite of the darkness that is trying to crawl all over us. And I give you honor.
Lord, for creating us that way, that that truth can change things immediately. And I pray that for my brothers and sisters, my church family, all those watching, the podcast, everybody that is listening to the word today. In Jesus' name, be free and break through into the greatest fun you've ever had in your life. And I give you honor and praise for that. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Praise the Lord.